God the Father said, listen to him. Listen to him about what, do you suppose? Why is God concerned that the disciples won't listen to Jesus or aren't listening to Jesus? Well, in all three Gospels, the transfiguration comes on the heels of Jesus' message that anyone who would be his disciple must carry their cross. So listen to him about what? Listen to him about denying ourselves, giving our lives in humble service to others, even if that includes suffering to the point of crucifixion. In this week's sermon, Kelly preached on Luke 9, 28-36, where Luke records the account of the transfiguration. Today, we'll be discussing questions around these verses and more. Stay tuned from Glen Island Bible Church. I'm Matt Marone. I'm John Vanderveld. I'm Beth Moss. And I'm Kelly Brady, and this is episode number 171 of The Next Level. Good afternoon. Afternoon. Good Welcome afternoon. back. There's this Welcome guy here. I don't even know hey. who he is. It's been like six weeks. Oh, <laughs> the gang's all back gang's together. All back together. Where <laughs> all did you go on your vacation? I went to my backyard. Carol Street, Glendale Heights, <laughs> Geneva. Wow. <laughs> Big trip. I stuck around. I helped with e-learning. That's oh, that's fun. Yeah. A little bit. I did some bike riding and. I changed the oil on all the cars. I did some home projects, things like that. Just stuck around. I just hadn't had a break from work mm-hmm. in a long time. And the vacation hours need to be used occasionally. Yeah. So, Did you feel like you could take a break from the work part? Like you put uh. work away? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the most part. Okay. There's, yeah. No. There's a few no. things here or there that needed to get done. Still, at, any, but. at any point in time, did you refer to it as a staycation? Uh, maybe. Maybe, okay. Because I'm, I'm ready for that word to die. Is anyone else ready for that yeah, word to just I, I don't, not? I don't think I... Yeah, I mean, somebody was like, are you going anywhere? I was like, no, nah, I'm just, you know, staycation kind of a thing like yeah, that. But yeah. yeah, it's kind of a weird word. Yes, it is. <laughs> We all know what it means, though. Do you like the word vacay? No. No, <laughs> no absolutely not. You just like... It's because I don't know how to spell it. I like to refer to it as PTO. It's paid time off. That's what you call it. It's PTO. <laughs> that sounds like a Dwight Schrute from yeah. the office. Exactly. What's, what, what's vacay? What's vacation? We're we talking what's PTO? Va- Sick PTO. time? <laughs> or PTO? <laughs> okay, this just in. I just got a text from my son. Minnesota just reinstated all fall sports. Really? And I looked it up. Sure enough. Wow. Wait, so I think that's like for high school, high school college, college high school. what are high we school. talking? High school. All high school. Michigan did too, right? Yeah, Michigan did, Indiana has, mm. Wisconsin so, has. Oh, that's so awesome. Mm. This means Illinois a, is now the only state in the country not planning to at least try to play football in 2020. Oh, really? In the whole country? Yes. Really? Wow. Even like... That's really a distinguishing mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, mark for us. All right. Wow. But hey. I digress. <laughs> oh, well, are we going to talk about uh, latest COVID theories? What do, what do you, we cover on this podcast? I don't know. Let's <laughs> bring you up to speed, John. remember. It's been so long. I don't so Keenan is gone. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, oh, Keenan, the old uh, media videographer. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Mitch Keenan. <laughs> Miss that guy. He was yeah, fun. Yeah, that guy. Um, well, let's talk about yesterday. Let's talk about our service. Um, the cold is coming. 
No, yeah. it's not. It was just for that week. It's supposed just, to be hot just again. For a little this, bit. Yeah. Eighty week. some this week. Yeah. 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 But hey. it is coming. You're right. But it was there's a reminder. No it was like, hey, hey guys, I'm right there's around a, the corner. There's a phrase huh? for that. When it gets cold, it's like a fall preview or something like that. I don't know what people Okay. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like uh, you get I do. this this is there a gardening I'm, term for it, I Kelly? I missed you, John. <laughs> I can tell. I harvested 15 pounds of potatoes yesterday. Did we you really? talked about this already. And I, I know, and I, there's no I, bags of potatoes here waiting yeah. for us. I, so. like, mm, I like potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> the, when you have a garden, it's picking your potatoes. No, it, was a, <laughs> it was a harvest. I'm such a brat. <laughs> well, I was out yeah, harvesting. I was harvesting all weekend. <laughs> You use your combine for that? Or <laughs> it's like somebody who was just on Wikipedia for five minutes. They're like, you know, I was doing some research. <laughs> and I'm not a fan of people saying research when they just got online and read stuff. On Google. Matt's kind of picky. I did am. he get picky yeah. when I was He gone? did. He did. <laughs> I had to wear two hats. He was use... fine before, but then you left. I'm now so glad back. you're back. <laughs> did you use the phrase staycation? <laughs> hey, my bad. My bad. <laughs> I see here in the notes we're supposed to have a commercial. Uh, yeah, so uh, <laughs> that's that great, great setup. <laughs> now you're about to be sold something. So but they're all leaning in at this point. I they're gave, wondering what is this? Yeah, so I gave I gave an announcement on Sunday, but um, now that you know fall has, we've turned mm-hmm. the page to fall, and our outdoor services are very full, and we've opened some indoor nursery space. Children's ministry stuff is really, really full. It's so roaring. Sign, signing, kids are signing up to be a part of that Sunday morning, Sunday, Sunday school um, out on the East Lawn during the sermon portion of the outdoor service. And we are in desperate need of volunteers. So um, there's some ways that you can plug in. It's really, it's safe, social distance programming. It's really easy to help lead and be a part of. And so... We can serve more kids, have more kids involved if we have people sign up to help volunteer. So both in the nursery and in uh, the children's ministry uh, program. So if you're interested in that, uh, reach out to Janet J. Karinsky at gebible.org or Amy Coyle, A. Coyle at gebible.org. Or just text in and we'll we'll hook you up. Yeah. There's lots of ways to get signed up, but they they would love some more volunteers. And it's not the kind of thing where you have to do it every single Sunday. I think it's it's like less than, you know, five times a year even if we kept going with this. So it's just, you know, kind of an every other month mm-hmm. type plug in and help out. So do you have to be over eighteen? Can high schoolers I, No high schoolers involved? can help. Absolutely. Yeah, high schoolers there were, volunteer fact, there and were children's a bunch ministry. of high schoolers hap- right? uh, helping Sunday. Really mm-hmm. appreciate mm-hmm. that. Wonderful. Yeah, high schoolers are a huge part of that so mm-hmm. yeah so you know speaking of um, high schoolers students there's there was a large number of students at our service the wheaton college students yeah oh, right yeah. how could how, how did could you, you know? tell how could you tell <laughs> was it the orange chairs <laughs> yeah right right so i so we, <laughs> they gave out orange chairs right to their students Is yeah that, yeah right. so i te- <laughs> text one of our student <laughs> ministry staff during the, i said if there's just a way because often around here we'll have a conversation about like students that keep that, that show up regularly and student ministries wants to get to know them mm-hmm. one so that they can you know have get to know college students help them be plugged in here and have a great experience but two our you know student ministry runs yeah. because we have college age volunteers mm-hmm. and so 
and as they see college students, so we kind of joke about, why do you think they're a Wheaton college student or anything? <laughs> like, I don't know. They keep coming. They look in that age There's group. No I don't know guessing what anymore. So I text somebody. I was like, man, if the Wheaton college students just had a way to identify themselves, I don't know, maybe carry around a bright orange bright chair. Orange chair. <laughs> With the logo. With the logo on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. How about, how about the lawnmower at worship yesterday? Was that second service? Second service. Second service, yeah. All during totally the service. Totally random. <laughs> totally random. Not planned. Not intentional. Not planned. Not intentional. <laughs> well, we shouldn't speak to motives. It was obnoxious. Whether it was... You could have done the front yard first and then made your way to the back. I there actually, was a clear, like... I, I that actually, guy, it wasn't that bad on, that's gonna be the, a regular. on our side of the speakers. Okay. It was probably it was way worse where you my, were sitting. Standing. It was crazy. It was, felt wow. like he had parked the mower on he the other it. side of the fence beside me and, and walked just left away. It. I have some critiques for his lawn mowing as well. Did you hear the number of sticks? Right. Pick up your lawn. Oh, you got to like, pick up those sticks first. <laughs> That was bad. It sounded like he was running over a I brush think you, pile. You, you've been hanging out with Matt a little too much. You're getting a little picky. <laughs> a little picky on your phone. Especially when it comes to the lawn, because you know Matt and his lawn. The best, it would have been I am a known good, to like, run over sticks, though. It would have been a good rival dad move just to go over there and be like, hey, um, you know, you got to pick up those sticks, <laughs> um, buddy. <laughs> you need... Okay. I think there was some intentionality. We've been at this, what, is this 10 weeks yeah. that we've been outside or I 11 totally weeks now? I totally understand how it would and get it's, old. Yeah. And the speakers are on. You know, we, They're loud. And, well, and it's going neighbors. into the evening now. Yeah. So yes. youth ministry is oh, yeah. doing it, too. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of an all-day Sunday thing. Mm-hmm. I get it. You probably just want to be lounging, yeah. watching some football, well, hanging out. And maybe, yeah. let's be honest. It could have been an accident, Yeah, too. well, maybe he had to get it done. Yeah. Right. But anyway, it just speaks to the fact that we're all in this COVID reality, mm-hmm. kind of stepping on one another's yeah. toes, and it's a little unavoidable. We don't mean to be mad. No. Bad. We don't mean to be mad, either. It really yeah. wasn't a big deal <laughs> on our side of the speakers. It really wasn't. I didn't even notice it until you kind of pointed it out. I, I really didn't. I didn't it, really it? notice it until you brought it up. Are you kidding? No, it wasn't. No, it, was, so hey. it was, uh, K- Carrie texts me and she's like, lawnmower. You know, like, <laughs> and then you said, you said something to the effect of like, you know, as you're suffering through lawnmowers. And was, <laughs> it was like That's perfect. Funny. You, you, you handled it well. I could see how it would be a distraction for someone who has fixation issues or, you know, maybe just has some issues with. What'd you say? Huh? Exactly. <laughs> Squirrel. Squirrel. <laughs> I can see how oh, it would have nice. been an issue, but I honestly I did not even notice it until you pointed it out and then okay. it became super distracting. That's all you heard. <laughs> Glad I could help. Hey. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's all I could hear. All right. So uh it was a good Sunday though. Um second service was well attended. Hey, let's talk about indoor service. It's still really yeah. not happening. That which is right. interesting. I don't mm-hmm. know what your theories are. We could give this the COVID you know, once over here, I, I, so we offer an indoor service uh, each week and have been, we've, we've got a bar that we need to hit minimum attendance 25. If we don't get 25, then we go ahead and cancel it. Particularly when the outdoor weather is so nice. And yeah. my guess is people are just opting for outside rather than the risk reward of coming inside right now. Mm-hmm. But And comfortableness. Risk reward. Oh yeah, you have to worship with your mask on indoors, and, right. and, and that's be no spread fun. out. And well, yeah, and it's, it's been beautiful. So why, been, you yeah. know, why yeah. go in if and the outdoor is so great? Appears, it's going to be beautiful again. I, I've never seen such a run of gorgeous weather on Sundays. Well, so. you've been praying about it, right? Uh-huh. I wish I could take the credit. <laughs> and we and we have uh, a fantastic worship leader Who? leading this Sunday. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait to hear about it. <laughs> 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 I 
Now I'm, I'm a little worried Beth doesn't know that she's Wait, on Sunday. Wait, was I supposed to be worried on Sunday? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> hey, so Beth, uh, how are we asking on Sunday? I'm totally. 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 You see how you do this, <laughs> kids? You see? Now I'm All stuck. Right. So you're leading worship. Yeah, I'm leading worship awesome. on Sunday. In advance, thank you. Uh-huh. Oh, sure. Matt, where are you going? Uh, staycation. Staycation. <laughs> Uh, no, we're we're going on a little getaway to Fort Wayne, Indiana. It's basically That's a staycation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're staying at a house that has like a pond and a stocked pond, so we'll do okay. some fishing. And oh, that's fun. A pool and a pond. The pond would be good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Do you all know that movie? What? No. 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 I generally don't swim in the stocked fish ponds <laughs> no. of, of the Midwest. <laughs> Caddyshack. Uh, Caddyshack. Never mind. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm real old. I remember the movie, but. Let's let's answer a question. Or two. Noonan, noonan. I remember exactly. Noonan. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's go into some questions. Question number one: Do you think Luke's parenthetical comment in verse thirty-three that he did not know what he was saying was based on Luke having discussed this with Peter? It fascinates me to think of Luke's conversations with the witnesses to all that happened in Jesus's life that he wrote in his account that became the gospel book. Even more to imagine Peter's commentary on his own actions and words told to Luke years later after Peter had more maturity and perspective. So that's kind of a long Yeah, question, he's just, he's quizzicking and I love it. Uh, whoever submitted this question, I love it. Like, why did Luke feel the need to parenthetically comment that Peter was clueless? <laughs> and uh, so just... Uh, yeah, can you set us up real quick? Yeah. Just give us a brief recap. Oh, of the, the Luke account? Yeah. So yeah. He, he's saying that uh, Luke speaks... Um, I'm sorry. Peter speaks up during the transfiguration and says, it's good that we're here, Jesus. <laughs> Again, that's kind of funny. Like, <laughs> hey, in case you didn't know, this is really... This is a this is oper- This is good. <laughs> So he says, hey, this is good we're here. We should build three shelters, one for Moses, one for Elijah, one for you, Jesus, and, and to honor the three of you. And and uh, then Luke inserts parenthetically there, Peter didn't know what he was talking about, that he did not know what he was saying. And so he's wondering, the question asker is wondering, why would Luke insert that? And I just want to talk es- really quick. Especially because Luke wasn't there. Correct. So Luke got this information from this. others. Mm-hmm. And so right. somebody else parenthetically told him. Okay. <laughs> in fact, I was going <laughs> like, to look. Look, look yeah. Peter was <laughs> <in> <laughs> He didn't know what he was saying. <laughs> Which in- is, oh, go ahead, Kelly. No, you, you, had you, you go ahead. I'm reading uh, Mark's account real quick. Here. Oh, I was just going to say the fact that it, it might not have been parenthetical at the time. You know what I mean? Like it was added. It could have been that Luke added that in because in the reports that he was getting, like no, no nobody else there at the time thought that Peter was out of his mind. Mm. It was So he's helping interpretively. Yes, it was yeah. like, okay. Just so you know. Just so you know. It was a really strange thing going on here. It was, was not a normal thing, and Peter's response was was strange. He he didn't know what was really going on, and here's what was really going on. So I think you're right. I think you're right. But uh, parentheses, let's talk grammatically really quick here. Parentheses are used to offer a thought within a thought. Mm-hmm. Removing a parenthesis, this means that removing a parenthesis shouldn't change the meaning of the passage overall, and that is the case here. So the thought that's offered inside the parentheses, if it's removed, we still get all that is needed to communicate the story. So 
these parentheses don't occur in the Greek. These parentheses are offered by English translators to help communicate what they believe is the meaning of the Greek. In other words, for English readers, in order to present a thought within a thought, the translators offer this. So in the Greek, there is a comment. He didn't know what he was saying. Right. But to John's point, Luke is researching this. He wasn't present. Mm -hmm. Maybe he went to Mark's gospel, the first gospel written. And for what it's worth, I just looked at Mark's gospel. It has the same type of parentheses. It's a little different message. In Mark's gospel, it says he did not know what to say. Mm. Oh. They were so frightened. So yeah, right. Mark comments, and, and um, it's thought generally that most of Mark's content comes from Peter. Hmm. And so here we have Peter saying, I didn't know what to say. I was terrified. Right. I, we're mm -hmm. in the cloud, uh, the glory of Christ. And so, <laughs> and so now Luke, maybe he spoke directly with Peter. Maybe he referenced Mark's gospel. But he's, he's offering some comment on why Peter's... Uh, talking sort of cluelessly, yeah. just running at the mouth. So in the Greek, you're saying there, there's no ind indicator. There's not punctuation for of this. There's not a... No. So, so in the translation then from the Greek to the English, just reading it in the Greek wouldn't have made sense. It, it, no, it would have made sense, and they're going to help well, English. Out, oh, no, but I mean outside without of, the without the parentheses, it would yes. have been like, whoa, that's kind of random. Who um, didn't know? Perhaps what, that's what didn't they, yes. Is there another example? Uh, in the scriptures where we where we see per that parenthetically, yeah. oh yeah, um, of, um, yes, there are there are several right. in the New Testament. Um, in the book of I think it's First Corinthians, Paul distinguishes between a command that he's giving from he says, "Not I, but the Lord." Yeah, um, it's a, and so he distinguishes between words that he's offering, and he says, these are actually from the Lord himself. Mm. I'm giving you words directly from the Lord. And the, he says, not I, but the Lord, and it's, it's offered parenthetically. It's this, so here's the command. I heard this from, uh, this is not of me, but of the Lord. And so there are several, there's some in Hebrews, there are parentheses offered. So, right. yeah. Yeah. One of the things I appreciate about, <laughs> about this thought is uh, it's another example of the the realness <laughs> of uh, of the New Testament in um, you know Jesus's disciples weren't always painted as the the best right, people right the um, most faithful the smartest the quickest on the right uptake. and so that's one of the um, supportive arguments for the validity of the New Testament is just that. Man, this the reason why that they're presented the way that they are is because that is how they were. Instead yeah. of presented to be like superheroes of the faith mm -hmm. and never Yeah, it should, it should be comforting. Never, right, right. Yeah. It does feel very human for Peter it, to be like, Mark, I saw this thing. And I, I don't know. Yes. What, I was like, I was freaking out. I didn't know what to do. And then for right. someone so else. So I said something really kind of stupid. Right. <laughs> and then for right. the third person recounting that wouldn't go into that right. whole like conversation between Mark and that. Peter. Yeah. Right. Like, right. How stupid didn't I am? Yes. Right. You would not fabricate right. that. You would never believe what I did. Right. I mean, that is very human. Yeah. To best yeah, point. It's it's, no, because if I was lying about it, I'd be like, I got on my knees, I praised God, <laughs> I prayed, and then I said something incredibly profound. Very smart. And God said, Wow, that was amazing. I, you know, like <laughs> instead, you know, the whole listen, sh you know, shut your mouth, Peter. And, and God no, the I, Father's gentleness. Sh 
No one does that to their kids yeah, anymore. I can't believe no, you yeah, said I didn't, that. I didn't get much <laughs> response from that. That is so bad. I mean, you should never shush That's a child. like parenting hey, 1975. No, they need to process their feelings. You're one of those guys that probably said no to a child as well, didn't you? <laughs> I was telling somebody just recently how I was parented. My mother doesn't listen to this podcast, so this will be safe. But, I mean, if you were a child of the 70s, just about anything was a lot. Can you imagine? Or 80s. Yeah. So, you, were t- you and me were talking about this. The grocery store. Oh, so the my <laughs> John's mother would leave him. At the, so at the grocery store? Places. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like and so go mad. home? Yes. Oh, because she was mm. so frustrated. So with frustrated you. she'd <laughs> walk out. Gone. Kelly's like, yes, somebody was telling me their mom told them to get out of the car and walk home. I was like, that's me. <laughs> regularly. <laughs> so my mom, my brother and I, he's two years older, we would fight, fist fights in public, knock down nice. drag outs. So moms love that kind right. of stuff. It was good. You know? so, yeah, it's so she good. would uh, regularly grab our hair to separate us, <laughs> pull us apart by. She'd get a handful of both of our hair, yeah. pull us by apart, the nape hold of us, your neck, hold us at arm's length, and walk us out of the store by the hair. Yeah, that's great. The, Can you, you imagine if you I saw that, that today? At, I see that at Jewel all the time. <laughs> 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 I can remember my mom taking, being in the store, leaving the cart. Taking me to the car. Beating you. <laughs> punishing me and then coming back <laughs> in to, finish, me. to finish our shopping. <laughs> I remember my mom hitting me with things that broke when Ooh. she struck me. Yeah, that's, oh that's so I, uh, good. One of the best memes uh, to come out of COVID is the one that says, like, I think I'll take my mom's offer now to smack me into next year. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's still, a, that. still an option. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Oh. Oh, it was a different time. Hey, I want to come was. back to this question number one in a couple questions. Okay. Because uh, imagination is going to come up in a minute. And so mm. what we have here is we have someone thinking deeply, like, how did this happen? How did Luke, where did Luke come up with this? Why is the parentheses here? And I just, I want to encourage that type of wrestling mm-hmm. with the text. Yeah. So. Okay, we'll come back to it. Um, question number two, how does Peter's denial of Jesus three times make sense with his experience of God's glory at the transfiguration shortly before? <laughs> well, I think we touched on this a little bit. Uh, it just smacks of all the humanness that mm-hmm. that is Peter. I mean, he is um he's both the the disciple who said you are the Christ. He was the first to to proclaim and name Jesus as the Messiah. And in the next it's the same chapter um he says I think it's Matthew 17 just after saying you're the Christ, he he said Jesus says you're right and I'm going to suffer and die and Peter goes, "No, you're not going to suffer and die. You, you know, that shouldn't be in in Jesus rebukes him as the mouthpiece of Satan. Now, this is the, within the same chapter. And so, again, we should feel really comforted. I mean, it's no fun to ride that type of faith-based roller coaster where at one moment we see Christ clearly as the Messiah, and the next moment we're, we're being called the mouthpiece of Satan by the Messiah. No one wants to ride the high of highs and the low of lows like that. But that, that is the human reality of it. I think it just it speaks to how easily we waffle between faith and fear and mm-hmm. um, between a confidence and a foolishness yeah. uh, about our lives. And in fact, in this week's passage, I was telling John just before we sat down to do the podcast, it's, there's four little pericopes, four little segments of Scripture where the disciples, they miss it four times in a row. Wrong, 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 <laughs> wrong. And Jesus is so patient with them. What was that word? Pericope. 
I couldn't I couldn't not laugh yeah, at that. I heard Beth laugh, and I was like, yeah. I tried. You did not bring this up in the sermon, though, at this point about Peter's denial. I didn't. Was that intentional? I it you know so after first service somebody came up to me and said hey you know what do we make the humans and I just it wasn't intentional I it, I think it would have helped if I had mentioned that the transfiguration didn't solve everything for Peter yeah. James and John it's not that simple in fact um, how many of us have all mm-hmm. experienced miracles mm-hmm. and then our mountaintop experiences mm-hmm. and then we live fairly plain within a week or two weeks and. Yeah. You know, the incident about with Peter that always gets me is, isn't any of this with Christ. It's, it's after, it's after Christ has ascended, it's after Pentecost and the receiving of the Holy Spirit, where something goes down with tradition and Paul uh, rebukes him. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what gets me. It's like, wow, the church is already moving forward. Yep. You know, Peter's a key figure in, the, yeah. in advancing the gospel, and he still falls back into some kind of legalism. Legalism. Yeah about not eating with, I can't remember specifically, or if we ever find out exactly what it no, is. No, he was separating some, himself from the Gentiles. But it has uh, something to do with that, it, right? It, yeah. He was holding on to the law, and he gets rebuked by Paul. It's outlined in Galatians. So, uh, yeah, he's, he, he slips back into what appears to be a legalism, clinging to fleshly works rather than, than the right. faith that we can have in Christ in his works. So, Which is just amazing. Uh, to well, your don't point, we all right? have those cycles? We right. cycle through these mountaintop and then yeah. our doubting yep. of faith. None and of then us are, have perfect we, theology, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, that was, we did the series, was that last summer or two summers ago? It was 2018, I think, yeah. on um, Peter. Yeah. That's, it's funny you bring oh, that yeah. up. We, I did the Transfiguration passage in yeah. 2018, <laughs> and, and I go home and I ask, I always ask my family, so what did you think of the sermon? Give me some feedback. She goes, well, you've done better on the Transfiguration before. <laughs> I said, Great, thanks. well, thanks, honey. This lasagna <laughs> you cooked ain't too hot either. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'll, I'll, be in, I'll be in my garden. <laughs> Seeking solace in the garden. <laughs> he was harvesting, not picking. <laughs> yeah. Harvesting in my garden. Oh. <laughs> It's interesting. Yeah, that was a fun series in 2018, just kind of What was the name the of it? Do you remember? It was the one with, I remember the graphics. It, it was the, the highs and lows of Peter and the mountaintops. It was the, a yeah. boat, like a fishing uh, image, <laughs> a big boat, like yeah, a wooden, yeah, 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 ancient-looking yeah. boat on like the, the shoreline. Like the one you see on the, in yeah, all with the paintings. Yeah, with the nets and stuff on yeah, it, yeah. and it was, a, it was a, some kind of fishing-catching um, metaphor. Yep, I can't remember either. But do you ever talk, anyway. do you ever talk to your garden? <laughs> Can we move on? <laughs> no, seriously, have you seen the studies that like if you give talk to your plants, plants positive? Yeah, yeah. I did a, a big a thing on my in a sermon one time about this. Did you? I it's used true. The, showed the the science of. Oh yeah, I kind of remember, remember that. This? It uh-huh. was fascinating. I can't remember what the text was. Do swear words count? <laughs> I can't remember what the text <laughs> that was. That would be negative. It's yeah. negative. They, yeah. they put plants in two environments yeah. with two different kinds of yeah. music being uh-huh. played, mm-hmm. and the growth of the ones and the mm-hmm. growth of the other, and. And really? these plants like withered and died, and the these plants like grew towards the speakers yeah. and things like that. It, it was really fascinating. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, That's why I yeah. got so many potatoes. So many potatoes. Because <laughs> I'm out there talking to it. I don't know. I don't see any potatoes still <laughs> we here have, today. Yeah. We so. have a lot of white sweet potatoes. They are growing and they're still blossoming. I thought y'all had an allergy to potatoes, not white. 
Not sweet potatoes. Oh, potatoes, yes. Sweet potatoes are different. Okay. Yeah. And we have them growing. And they actually grew. We weren't White. sure. Wow. Cool. Yeah. That's yeah. fun. Okay. Here we go. Uh, so when should we harv... No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Question number Question three. Question number three. Why didn't the disciples tell anyone what they had seen? So Matthew's account quotes Jesus um, saying to them, do not tell anybody about what you've seen until after the resurrection has taken place. And so that's why they didn't... They didn't. So you think Luke just didn't include that detail? Yeah. I, I assume that... Uh, so it's, a, it's their complementary accounts. Yes. Some share a little bit different angle and yeah. perspective based on the audience and the yeah. author. Yeah. And... This was just not included in, in yeah. Luke's account. Matthew's account also says um, the phrase that comes from God the Father a little differently. Yeah, I noticed that. Whom I love is included. Uh-huh. Um, and it's not included. This is my son whom I love, with whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. Uh, in Luke's account, this is my son uh, whom I've chosen. Listen to him. And so just a little bit different. Hmm. Cool. Uh, okay, this is the last question, and we'll probably circle back uh, on the first question and, and touch up on that. Oh, as well. oh, hold on, we're moving on already. Hey, let me. There's a oh. couple of things. Okay. On. Uh, so, <laughs> why didn't the disciples tell anybody? Well, they'd been told not to, and so I think there's a secondary question there. Why would Jesus you tell them not, not to? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Why not? Why not? I mean, if you're going to bring these three guys up there, why not turn them loose on? Hey, you'll never believe what what we saw. And the only thing that I can come up with there is that God is really big on timing. And we should all know this ourselves. How many of us have been frustrated with the timing of God, felt forgotten by God, felt um, outside his will, or as if he's not going to act on our behalf, only to see him act Hmm. at another time on our behalf to answer later than we expected or to provide at a time we didn't expect him to in ways we didn't. So... Timing's a big deal for God, near as I can tell. And there are some scriptures that if you read them closely, where timing in the, in the work of Christ in the timing of God is emphasized. So in Romans 5, verse 6, we read, you see, at just the right time, mm-hmm. when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. So timing is, and then in Galatians 5, uh, 4, uh, we read, but when the set time had fully come, and so there's the God sent His Son. So there's this notion of time maturing, coming into its fullness, the plans of God coming together, and so uh, summary is we shouldn't grow discouraged ourselves on this timing issue, but rest assured that God's working everything out in His timing, and we see that I think here in in their waiting to tell of the transfiguration until after the resurrection. Yeah. Now there's multiple times where Jesus says, "Don't tell." Right. People, what People get done. healed. We were just he talking says, about quiet. this. Yeah. Right. And wasn't it the pigs too? Yeah. yeah. Several times I feel like we've had this conversation. Yeah. One of the things that's helpful for me um, when I would just wonder like, why didn't God heal a day sooner or a year sooner or, yeah. you know, just things like that. One of the things that's helpful for me just thinking about faith and um, is to just to consider that every, every decision we make and action that we take doesn't only affect us. It affects Absolutely. our family. It affects our friends. It affects, I mean, when you just go to the store and buy something, people are affected in some way right. with some transaction, some interaction, whatever. And so, I mean, God is working 
and weaving and mm-hmm. a gazillion different lives right. and ways. So and, many things. Yeah. So many things. So it, that it's is a, a good yeah. point. And it's a beautiful picture that he's right. going to care for us all right mm-hmm. in his time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a reminder too that um man, I am not qualified to be one hundred percent sovereign over my entire life. Not even my, I, I'm I not would, qualified to be sovereign over, I'm not sure anything. So I, I know like any decision I make, if it's really going to, you know, yeah. have just, if it's really going to affect um, where I'm going to end up in life or what tomorrow's going to look like or whatever, like it's kind of scary to think about. Yeah. Paralyzing almost. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Well, yeah. I think, I think it was C.S. Lewis who argued to that end. He said that to, to be an atheist is a tremendous burden because you must act sovereignly in mm. everyone's best interest. That's and it's exactly impossible. What mm-hmm. yeah. you, couldn't, yeah. you could not weigh all possible. You couldn't decide what breakfast cereal to eat in the morning. Right. You, you'd be completely paralyzed by your responsibility. But... As a theist, that is someone who believes God exists, we rest in the knowledge that He's perfectly sovereign. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? What? What was that? Was that one of his books or one of his? I'm just. I'm making it up. I just remember. I don't remember yeah. the book. It. It was an argument Lewis made about the burden of atheism. Yeah. I'm feeling like that was probably the seed of where I oh, where that yes. thought for me came from. Perhaps, yeah, yeah. Probably that. Yeah. Um, okay. Ready for question four? Yep. All right, here we go. You said something about imagination helping our faith. Can you talk more about that? Yeah, so um, I I really enjoyed the picture of Moses and Elijah showing up to talk to Jesus. Not only did Sherry say... I was going to ask, <laughs> did <laughs> Sherry give any other feedback? <laughs> Not only did Sherry say, you know, you've, you've offered better sermons on the transfiguration. She said, and I disagree with you that Moses and Elijah were there to support Jesus. I said, and we talked about that a little bit. So I said, well, what do you think? Well, I think that they were there to show that God's work of redemption has been unfolding for many, many generations. I said, well, that's great. Um, Does that exclude the possibility that they were there to support him? No. So we argued over lunch on this topic. (laughs) But I just loved, and it really, it pricked my imagination that Moses and Elijah, Moses dead for 1,500 years, Elijah dead for 850 years, it pricked my imagination. Well, what have they been doing? Well, they've been active. They're active here. I just, the whole notion of them showing up, they're being alive and active in the afterlife. We know that there's a life after this life, but we don't spend much time imagining what that would be like. Again, back to C.S. Lewis, he had a lot to say about the importance of imagination. He would actually say it was not reason that brought him to trust in Jesus, but imagination. And he distinguished between reason and imagination. He said, reason is the means by which we understand truth. Two plus two equals four. We reason that. What goes up must come down. We reason that. We, we lay hold of that uh, based on a logical progression and, and evidence. Uh, imagination is the means by which we discern meaning in life. Why am I here? And he said, how much more important, Lewis would say, is imagination than reason. They both have their place. We need them both, but we can't get along without them both. And Christians, particularly in, I'm going to say, 
Well, I, and I feel like in our culture, we struggle to engage the imagination, to spend time. That's why I liked um, the first question. This guy is thinking. So Luke is researching all the events surrounding the life of Christ. He bumps into Peter. Peter, what was it like? I read this account out of Mark uh, about the transfiguration. Can you tell me more about that? And so they're having this dialogue. That type of imagination helps bring the text to life. Mm -hmm. And just thinking about Moses' suffering, Elijah's role prophetically, all that they experienced on earth that set them up for all that they were going to do after they passed. After first service, Gary Larson came up to me. He goes, it's interesting to think of Moses and Elijah. Um because uh, Moses wasn't allowed to enter the promised land. He died outside the promised land, but here he is in the promised land meeting with Jesus. And so uh, Gary was just tying links between what we know about the Old Testament life of these men, their ministries, uh, and for Moses, his shortcoming, he wasn't allowed to enter the promised land. Now he's in the promised land, uh, you know, if you want to believe Sherry, uh, uh, standing up for the law, if you want to believe Kelly, supporting Jesus, however you want to slice that. But it was, I just love the, the imagination of what's it like for them. I'll, I'll be quiet now. Oh, uh, last thing, I'm afraid we're lazy. Many times when we approach the text, only culling out of it what is logical, reasonable, and not allowing ourselves to simmer and cultivate our imagination. Yeah. There's probably good reason for for that, and we, maybe we err too heavy on that, right? Is that yeah. kind of what you're saying? I think because I don't want my imagination to run too wild, and you know, spoken as a yeah. I, I think you're right. I think we are trained to value reason over imagination, and, and Lewis would really push us on that. Yeah. Now, Kelly, I've heard you say many times, don't try to read too much into the text. Let the text speak for itself. Yes. But now you're saying we need to imagine it a little bit. So how do we know when? Yeah, so I think that's a great question. So when Sherry pushes back, you know, Sherry's basically saying, can you show me in the text mm -hmm. where it says Moses and Elijah came to support Jesus? And I can't, of course. So I want to qualify this. And so if I were preaching, I would say, you know, I would imagine Moses and Elijah are there offering support. I'm not going to state it as, mm -hmm. as gospel truth, Christ dead, buried, and raised, which is, you know, historic event. But I, I can build a case uh, that uh, Christ is fully human. This is the argument we had. Christ is fully human. God's idea was community. Christ needed community. Moses and Elijah are there offering community. Well, what exactly they're dialoguing about, uh, it, it has to do with his going to Jerusalem. We know that. And so I'm just, I'm laying out a case for, for Christ being human, needing support. What was ahead in Jerusalem? So I just, we, we want to distinguish between what we qualify our statements, Beth, is, is the, we, we want to offer qualifiers. And I, I often will, I've told my kids this, I, I've said it once or twice from the pulpit, it never does the Bible any good if we overstate what it's saying or understate what it's saying. Mm -hmm. And so we want to say what it's saying and then qualify if we believe it leads us to some other conclusion. So, for example, Moses and Elijah met with Jesus. This is, this is factual. That is clearly, this makes me think. And so now I'm qualifying it. This makes me think that mm -hmm. they're there supporting him. Okay. Is yeah. that helpful? Yeah, actually, I think it was. Thank you.
I do my best in the pulpit to offer qualifications. Mm-hmm. In, um, yeah. There's a sale on flowers at Jewel if you want to stop and get some flowers. <laughs> <on the rail. laughs> uh, we'll see if Sherry really listens to the podcast. <laughs> um, not to, you know, take Sherry's side to pile here. on. <laughs> <laughs> what... Um, do you think the presence of um you 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 made um well maybe maybe you did an equal amount I don't know it seemed like Moses and Elijah being there was um import, important in what you were in the sermon on Sunday but isn't the real big deal that God was there and these men were in the presence of mm-hmm. of God Yes, and, and, and so the primary takeaway, just to cut you listen, off and interrupt you. Listen to him. I I, I, yes. I remember listen to yeah, him and, yeah. you know, um, I just wonder if it was, uh, if, if it was more of a um, sort of a God's counsel of mm-hmm. these kind of major, the major figures like, hey, we're all mm-hmm. like we've been present we were present here, we were present here, we were present here, now we're present here, like all these moments. Not that they couldn't have been giving support to Jesus, because clearly in all four of them, mm-hmm. it says they were talking with Jesus. Mm-hmm. What, are they, what are they talking about? Yeah. You know, well, I think Luke's the only hey, one man, that says, you're about to head to Jerusalem. This isn't going to be easy. This is going to be difficult, you know. Who, who knows exactly? Yeah. Um, couldn't it but be it, both? It could be totally, yeah, right, yeah. But it's it's just this this um this presence of God in the group um, seems to be pretty pretty powerful. Yes, pretty, I'm, I'm with you. Pretty marked moment, like unique, very well, like very his unique. baptism. God God right. spoke at his baptism. So, right. I I think you're right. I think that you know you want to you want to give the appropriate emphasis to the different parts of the story. So. Yeah, it made me ask, too, like, why these two guys? What about, you know, like Abraham? Where's Adam? You know, where's, you know, Enoch? Where's Melchizedek? Where, like, where's the big players? That's that's an interesting figure in Old Testament history. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, there's just, it's, you know, it's, I think your point was, and I've, you know, we've talked about this before, but the idea of this, this being kind of the culmination, you've got, the law, the prophets, and the Savior all represented make, mm-hmm. seem to make a lot of sense of why those folks were there mm-hmm. and not others. But I do think there could be some digging on that topic. What more are we to glean from the fact Moses and Elijah showed up? Or could we glean? This would, you know, it's not stated directly, right. but... The Elijah connection makes makes good sense. I mean, there's a lot of confusion about Christ and Elijah. Is this Elijah coming again? Is yeah. this, you know, yeah. Elijah never died. He went, you know, yeah. so there's a little bit of that. That makes sense. The Moses figure is sort of like, what's that dude doing here? But <laughs> it was the law, the law. And, you know, it's interesting in Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, um, the writer makes a big deal out of Christ is greater than Moses. Oh and, yeah. And so it, it might speak to the fact he's the better thing. Yeah. It might, it might speak to that to a certain degree that, and I guess if you're um, if you're a, a first century Jew or or even Gentile, you would know the importance of Moses in the lives of 
you know, the Jewish people in the, in the, that faith. And so to say that he was there, but he wasn't the ultimate, um, conclusion of the story. You know, there's more, there's, there's an, there's more to it. The culmination is actually in Jesus Mm -hmm. would add a lot to, to those believers understanding of who Christ was. Yep. Anyway. All right. Well, well, thanks for having me back. Yeah. Thanks for contributing. Taking Cherry's side. No. <laughs> well, that's all the questions we have for you today. But if you have any, any further questions, comments, or concerns, don't hesitate. Text the Next Level Podcast, 630-474-6164. Our podcast is dedicated to answering listener questions on two levels, answering specific questions about last Sunday's sermon and also general questions about regarding broader topics within the Christian faith. We love God and believe that scripture is a primary means for getting to know him. And our hope is that this podcast extends the learning opportunity for all who want to know God better, strengthening not only your faith, my faith and our faith together. Thank you for joining us. Thank you listeners for tuning in to the next level. Prophecy.